This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Ryan LaPlante. As you've heard, the first season of The Valentine Heresy has come to an end. Now, normally we would take four weeks off on a hiatus to let ourselves catch up on things before we release new Valentine content. However, we recorded a one-shot recently, a one-shot that is being GM'd by me, Ryan. It's set in the 40K universe. It includes our regular cast of players. We've got Laura, we've got Tyler, and Tom is joining us on the other side of the table, along with special guest Del Borovic, who does the art for all of our portraits for our characters you may have seen on our Instagram or on our YouTube videos. I am excited. We're gonna release this content for you over the next four weeks. There's gonna be six episodes of a one-shot totally outside of the story, but still set very much in the universe. That's a great intro to me as a GM and Del Borovic as a player because I'm gonna be the GM for season two of The Valentine Heresy and Del is joining the cast. So we hope you enjoy a dark journey into the prison system of Warhammer 40,000 and we'll see you on the traditional Valentine Heresy in another four weeks. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals. Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? 
Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today welcome to one shots a dum dums and dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one shot stories created in a variety of hit rpgs i'm your host dj one shot 2.0 and i'm here to welcome you to blood packed prison break another journey into the 41st millennium with the dark heresy adaptation this arc features our GM, Ryan LaPlante, and players Tom McGee, Tyler Hewitt, and Laura Elizabeth, along with special guest, Del Borovic. What happens when the dum-dums play villains trying to assassinate a target inside a prison in the grim darkness of the far future? Nobody knows, cause it's one shots. Dark Heresy Edition. Wep-wep-wep-wow. The lights are dimming as the night cycle begins inside Beta Block on the prison that is False Hope. Uh, the blood-packed quadrology, uh, occasionally referred to as, a, I think, a ganglia is one of the terms they use for smaller squads, uh, have all been placed in the same cell. And you have the information that you've all collected, which I think we can safely assume you will all relay. It'd be really weird if you kept any secrets about it. So obviously on this floor, there is the medical bay, which you now know contains the injured smoosh. Uh, yep. who's getting his stump healed. Uh, there's some kind of armored door. You imagine that's got to be the security uh, for this floor and the floors below solely by default. There's where the is that, Ryan? I'm sorry, remind me where that is. That I would be, that is on the east wall. So, east wall. Uh, of okay. the square, that's the east yeah. side. Gotcha. Um, the well, south thank you. is the traditional chapel, which you've learned contains Sister Brutal uh, and her Arcoflagellant. Uh, and beside it is the Astropath's Shrine, which theoretically contains the Astropath and the Arbitrator that is inside it. You're, you're not entirely sure, but that seems reasonable. Uh, you haven't seen anyone coming or going from the execution block. Uh, it looks like that's probably not being used. I mean, it, again, there's not so much of a population that they would need to run like a 24-hour execution setup. It seems like this is more holding for possible penal legions, transfers elsewhere, kind of who knows, as opposed to just kind of like a murder factory. Above <laughs> you, you know, one floor up to the north, there is uh, the into like the solitary cells and the interrogation that you will eventually need to mm -hmm. get to. Um, logically, you know, Based on this floor, there are four things on each side. So theoretically, there are three things you have not identified uh, to the <laughs> kind of like east, west, and south. Uh, you did find out from Smoosh that there is a launch pad with a shuttle somewhere up there, mm -hmm. but it's not an obvious entrance. Previous escapes have basically managed to get to that floor, but failed to, to find their way out. And that, oh, and you've got the weird giant question mark prisoner dangling in the thing that is clearly designed to be able to drop 13 stories if something tries to get out of it. So there's that, and the astropath has the key. Now is the time for figuring out what you might want to do. Morgath, when sharing this information, will have spent the majority of it bitching about the Arcoflagellant and just like how stupid it is and how much he hates it. 
um, the rest of the details come out. Um, but it's a lot of like, oh, um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So this this one time I was up in medical because like, you know, I got to know Mustache, who's really nice. Like, uh, I never found out what he likes about music, but like, we can get that later before we leave. But yeah, listen, Carl, there's um. There's like something big in that box, but it's not as big as that fucking arcoflagellant. So it's just like all the information has had to be gleaned <laughs> off of arcoflagellant complaints. Um, but um, you can tell like uh, Morgath is is out of his out of his depth now. Like the the fact that there are sort of threats, particularly in terms of like the astropath and whatever's in the box that he are like well beyond his ken. So he's I think as as is often his way, he's kind of like. Um, he's, he's, he's nodding and kind of smiling. Like he, he's sitting in kind of a meditative pose. Uh, and the one thing I'll say I've done, uh, as we're making our plan is to, um, cut a, a slit in the back of my calf and just slide the blade, um, hilt up enough that it gets wedged, uh, in the, the gap. And then I'm just going to wrap the bandages that I got on the rest of my now healed body over that. Cause I basically want to be able to just grab that and pull, Rather than if we're in a fight, like lean over, like make a nice little incision, like mm -hmm. dig in. So I'm going for like the Wolverine uh -huh. gross, like this always hurts, but I know I can grab it um, bit. But otherwise, yeah, I think I'm just just very uh, laid back brooding, you know. Uh, Carl will, will basically um, kind of summarize uh, everything that he's seen and, and kind of what he wants to to try next, uh, basically saying, you know, um, much has been put in place for this prison riot to coincide with the arrival of our target. Now, one thing that happens in prisons during a riot is that there are lockdowns. We need to find out ways to circumvent these lockouts, the ways that Oxygen is pumped through here, heat, water, various back channels for supplies to move through the different levels. Does anyone have a suggestion on how we can gain access to these areas to move more freely when the guards are distracted by the goings-on? Yeah, I mean, keys and cylinders. Keys and cylinders, yes, that does appear to be the main way to get between these places. Does anyone have a source on these keys and cylinders. I will say every 15 minutes or so, you see two guards, like they always travel in pairs, at <clears> least <throat> at night, kind of just patrol the outer square of your area and then take the stairs back up again in beta block. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they're on like yeah. a very like structured rotation. Yes. Hey, I, I, you know, I, look, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt or anything, but I think those guys maybe. <laughs> I've noticed that there's two, two of these fellows and they, they seem to just be wandering around little cylinders, probably in there somewhere, you know, just bouncing around. Uh, so there's those guys. And then, uh, Hey, uh, Vesnia, I, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, one of those like mind people that you're always looking for. Yeah. I, I saw one of them have, have a cylinder too. So like, I don't know if you can make their, their brain pop like a grape or anything like that, but that might be a, that might be an option. <laughs> It's kind of a funny idea, huh? Popping grapes. <laughs> that yeah. would certainly kill two things at once if we were able to access it. Oh, hey, yeah, that's a good ratio. Carl, I know uh, math. Carl, being um, a former officer uh, in the in the Empire, 
Um, would he know how interrogation typically works? Um, for example, if there is an interrogation room, does that mean that there are interrogation tools there as well? I think it's a safe assumption for the kind of prisoners that they have here. Generally speaking, if they were to be interrogated, it would be for military or inquisitorial purposes. And those tend to okay. be extremely nasty purposes. One option we have is once we make our way to the interrogation rooms to eliminate the target is to interrogate one of the officers to help us find out how to get to that damned ship. I understand that no one knows how to get from in here to a ship. Is that right, Flinch? Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't find anything out from that guy. It was useless, just like completely unhelpful. Didn't know anything like, oh, there's a ship. Like, I mean, who, who does like a breakout plan without knowing their exit strategy? Stupid, 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 stupid people. Well, we might, <laughs> we might. <laughs> Insofar as the only thing that matters is that the target dies. Escape is secondary. Tyler, can you roll me uh, just a straight cunning with yeah. no difficulty? So that's just greens then? Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, uh, yes, yes, just however many greens you have in cunning. Two successes, two advantage. <laughs> cool. Um, if you were to try to break down the plan, logically you need a way to get upstairs uh, and you need a way to distract the guards because there are clearly a large number of them. Uh, and odds are they can be more heavily armed in the case of riots. You have seen people come down and like carapace armor with heavier weapons uh, in the case of like where murders are happening and they got to kind of break up the crowd. Right. Okay. So, so how about, how about, how about, how about, how about, how about we get the, the, uh, the keys and, uh, and the cylinders, and then uh, let out that the, the thing in the middle. I mean, that's a distraction, right? I think that's a fantastic distraction. Oh, hey, yeah, because if if the box is that size, then probably whatever's in it must be pretty big. Yes, yes, that's correct. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's probably not. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's good. I don't think it's gonna. Would know, I be not able good to for them? Good for us. Would I be able to use any powers to like? sense if there's anything in the box that's weird like that's oh yes. psyche. absolutely yeah. <laughs> what's in the box what's in, what's the, in box? the box <laughs> i think roll a demonology use your warp senses so you can add your perception bonus okay um it doesn't have any psychic defenses or shielding so i'll say it'll just be difficulty two okay uh and i'm gonna add a boost because of i'm gonna add two boosts because of something i know that you don't uh oh <gasps> ryan I okay I'm a little disappointed you haven't been forthcoming with us about information. <laughs> a little betrayed. Thought we're all in this together. Okay, let me see if there's anything else I got. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, I will upgrade one of those difficulty dice to a red die, however. Okay. Um, Using that story point? A story point, yeah, sorry. And Dell, um, generally speaking, the way we've dealt with story points is you can spend one to up your die pool as well. You just can't use it to take away what Ryan has added. So you can right. do Norm a counter upgrade, but you can't downgrade yeah, what I did. If you did have a red just naturally from circumstance, you mm -hmm. could spend a story point to downgrade it. But if Ryan has spent one, that, that goes through regardless. You can just right. kind of like add one of your own to counter it, but not to remove it. Okay, so... How, what does our story point set right now? Uh, you've got all five. So, I mean, yeah, you can okay. absolutely. All right, one, then so. I might as well just add it. 
Okay, so that's going to be four yellow, one purple, one red, <laughs> four blue. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd offer to help, but I think oh, we just be setback dice. It's one success, three advantages. That's <laughs> it. It's it's this is wild. Warp okay. is scary. <laughs> I got rid of. I had one failure and two threats that got canceled out. So. Yeah. so staring out of the cell, you kind of look at the box and open up your warp senses. Yep. Um, the air is full of kind of heightened emotion, stress, anger, the traditional things that you'd see within the prison that honestly remind you sort of of home in a certain number of ways, <laughs> mm-hmm. along with pain. And then there are just. Every couple of times a day, it's kind of like when you smell smoke going by a house. I think that's just your flavor of someone dying in the prison somewhere is <laughs> kind of landing with you. Um, and you feel the the slithering presence of that demon that kind of engaged with you uh-huh. the first time on the battlefield and led you to the pact. Like you clearly have a patron of some kind that can yeah. kind of whisper yes. into your mind. Um, it's not active yet, but it's just kind of curling around you. And as you look through the box, you kind of step through almost the cell the cell wall and through the air. And then you end up stepping through the box into the most blanketing darkness you've ever experienced. And from within that darkness, uh, you're kind of stepping forwards and you see, like you get the sense of almost street lights that were lit, but are now shattered and there is no light presence. You can almost feel the ghostly absence. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the thump of knives into flesh in the dark, just in back alleys and other places, and the kind of screams of, of victims and the cries of hunger from predators who've been after them, who become victims in turn, uh, and just flashes of horrific violence, flesh being torn from skin. Uh, and then you accidentally stagger forward into a mind so tortured that it begins to flay you alive. You just feel this grand force kind of reaching down within your own skin and just peeling away with sharpened fingernails just moment by moment until you just feel your demon wrap around you even tighter and kind of snap you back. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you just feel kind of its voice in your mind say, some minds are not for you to join. Some minds are beyond human understanding, gifted, further, darker. Whatever's in the box is really fucking bad. (laughs) Yes, all right, so... I, I would say too that as as she's like in that moment when she's stepping forward towards the like dark like that it's attacking her that before the demon pulls her back she's actually like arms out like going to hug like because she's so used to the like, feeling of like cutting and like those that it's like she tries to embrace it she's not like scared but then gets pulled back when she's like <gasps> and like you come out of the cell like <laughs> hugging uh, Morgath who's just like yeah that's all right yeah that's cool you're that's yeah, nice. Well, when you snap back into your body, uh, you have psi stigmata of your your scars have reopened on both palms from oh, touching her. Oh, she's like hour. she's like oh yeah, <laughs> like. <sighs> and I will legitimately look like uh, ripped off and indignant. I'll just point at her hands and be like, "Hey, she got her scars back. Where are ours? Oh, we'll what all gives? get our scars back in time, Vesna. You have clearly done some good work just now." And you've been rewarded thusly. I think what's in the box will help us greatly. Very good. If not just an asset here, perhaps someone that can join us. Beautiful. Hey, uh, Vesnia, I got a real specific question for you. Do you think whatever's mm. in that box could kick the shit out of an arco flagellant? 
She she's gonna put her hand gently, <laughs> gently on Morgath's leg, and she's going to say, "You need only have faith in the warp. I know that you could defeat an Arcoflagellant. Oh, hey, they are but metal and emptiness, and you have the knowledge of the abyss." And I'll I'll just like a tear will roll down my cheek. <laughs> I will like just look. I'll just like pat your hand, um, and again, just look at and the it's blood. Blood. There's just yeah. Blood. I know. And I'm, all, I'm like a little disappointed because my hands are like you know perfect and hand modelly, and that really drives me nuts. But I'll just be like, wow. There's some blood share. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. And then I'll, I'll like point at my leg and like look look at everyone and be like, and hey, look, our clothes are starting to look like home again. Oh, thanks, Fizney. You're the best. She's the best, guys. You should get some of that blood in your clothes. It'll make you feel feel yeah, right everybody better. Everybody gets blood. Sp- yeah. Spat on your head. Spat on your shoulders. Oh, this is great. We, we got this. We got this. What um what is our time like now that we're in beta block? How how close are we to having to basically move on the target? When's the target arriving? Um you hear the tromping of boots. Uh, <laughs> and- and you get the implication that uh, the target, from what you can see, you can't hear the tromping originally, but you hear doors kind of opening and shutting. Uh, and as the boots kind of return, you see two kind of looking up where you can see the the open area of the, the floor above you, which is alpha floor. Uh, you see two S-class stormtroopers, which you would recognize um, uh, at least the converts of you, not uh, probably not Morgaf or um, or Flinch. Flinch, but uh, Vesny and Carl, you'd recognize them as S Company stormtroopers, which are commissariat stormtroopers. So they are specifically sent around to protect and kind of escort high level commissars, and they're used for high level prison transfers. So if you had to guess. It be time. Uh, you don't know how long. Like, it's not like, oh, you need to break there right now. Like, there's going to have to be the whole give and take of interrogation. You're aware that the Sons of Sec operative can't just show up and be like, let me tell you all the secrets and have them actually believe it. It's clearly going to be a bit of a cat and mouse game, but it appears that that game has begun. So there's not, you know, a super luxurious amount of time. Uh, at which point, you just hear a voice come up and say, so why are you all smearing each other with blood? That's kind of fucked up. Uh, and just around the corner steps a, a tall, think like six feet tall, built like uh, the new character in the second uh, Last of Us. What's her name? Is Alice? I can't remember. But just Abby? Like the, Abby. Yeah. Abby. Just the so fucking just like, like crossed it, fucking jacked yeah. badass kind of steps out. Uh, prison fatigues with the sleeves ripped off. And just says, so I heard you guys were doing some work for uh, TKO down there. Well, is this person uh, like in our cell? No, they're outside your cell, okay, but yeah, they're clearly like, someone a, else in. <laughs> but they're a prisoner who is loose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll. Uh, oh, sorry. No, you're oh, no. You're, go for it. You're the face. You, you got. Um, okay. Well, I'll. Uh, I'll just look up and be like. Oh hey, hey! I really like your your jumpsuit there. It looks real cool without the arms. That's awesome. Yeah, I did some TKO work. But you you gotta talk to my buddy Carl. He's the one who knows it. And we're just smearing some blood because makes us feel like home. You know, it's always nice to kind of feel feel the comforts of a home and stuff. We can we can spare some if you want. Vesnia is real good at bleeding. <laughs> And she, no, in response, she will just be like this and do it <laughs> down her face. Like, so this is just a streak. Yeah, she can do like cool face stuff too. I like a little kitty cat when I do mine. 
well, you guys are fucking crazy, but that's not entirely without its use. Carl, is it? Are you Carl? Yes, I'm Carl, and you are? Well, they call me Olaf, you know, of the TKO fame. So I heard you were standing up for us down there. You specifically the big guy. You might not win your fights, but you fight them. However, it seems like you teamed up with some real nutbags. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I keep having to refer to my notes. Uh, Morgath here has taken the loss quite harsh. We were so keen to join the ranks of TKO, and we were quite worried that our first opportunity was botched and that we'd lost that opportunity forever. Um, but your presence here suggests that there may still be a way for us to redeem ourselves in your eyes. Is that right? Well, you're not wrong. So here's the thing. There's a certain level of violence that TKO is always drawn to that's kind of necessary. At the same time, we can't always handle things ourselves, not because we can't, but just because there's a certain percentage of I might get shot that's kind of unacceptable when you run things. We need somebody to go down and take out a nice little, you know, quad of flamers in a cell about two floors down. How would y'all like to take a shot at joining TKO for real? Uh, <coughs> um, Carl just like opens his arms, shows that he's got like blood streaking, like blood streaks down his jumpsuit as well, uh, like flecks of blood on his cheek uh, and things like that and says, uh, we are already bathing in blood. We are more than happy to be of service to TKO. Well, then, I got a little gift for you. Uh, and she takes out from, like, behind her behind her back, probably tucked into a belt or a pocket or something of her uniform. It looks like a thermos, and it's got a little timer on it, and it's just kind of sealed shut. It's, it's really clunky steel, like, stained, super shitty. Uh, and she just, like, rests it on the bars and kind of, like, tosses it into you. And she says, there you go. That'll be the cylinders and the keys. It'll help you go down, not up. But uh, that'll unlock for you in about five minutes. Then you can go take care of them. They're known as the Blunter Boys. They're down on level four. If you want to take them out, that'd be great. You'll be officially welcomed into the family. You got about 15 minutes between when you leave after the guards to when you can get back. So you're going to have to be quick, but get the job done and you'll get things done right. Looking forward to returning this to you. And he shakes the thermos. And she just gives you a nod and then she pieces out. So the thermos is actually, if you look at it, it's got a timer down on it. What she said seems true. The thermos mm -hmm. will unlock and give you a way out of your cell and around. Uh, it'll unlock just after the next guard patrol. So you'll have some time to actually get your stuff put together. Mm -hmm. uh, the other joy of this is your villains. So you don't have to necessarily go do this job. You just got out of your cell. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a nice kind of pass for you to do the next thing you want to do. Uh, the decisions you'll have to make, I will just flag this, is when you all kind of take out your athames and it's officially game time. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have your way out in about five minutes and you'll have a 15-minute window to do whatever you want to do for a 15-minute window. Okay. Uh, I'll turn to the group and say, well, this has certainly provided us with a potential fast track for our mission. The question is, do we want to get closer to TKO, more of their power, more of their influence, or do we want to just use these tools for our own gain? Tyler, can Thoughts? you roll me a straight cunning? Three successes, one advantage. Uh, you could also decide to kill TKO and see if you could take over the organization. 
clearly they're on this floor. <laughs> yeah, that was also a thought. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll vocalize that as well and, and say, uh, or there's a third option where we just eliminate TKO entirely, completely destabilize the social hierarchical structure of this prison. And once again, take advantage of that chaos to ascend to the higher levels of interrogation. You did say chaos. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Flinch had the exact same, like almost like salivated at the, the thought of chaos. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll like raise my hand politely and just like wait for, for everyone else to, and like fully engaged, like listening, active listening, nodding along, like in no way impatient, but when everyone else is done, uh, just kind of go, uh, Hey, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I, I'm always for, for adding a few more uh, faithful to uh, to the flock and teach them about the way of knives and everything. But, um, hey, here's a question for you, though. Uh, so I, it seems to me that these these TKO guys, uh, you know, they got a pretty good thing going on here. They're probably not going to want to lose that. And, uh, you know, for forgive my uh, Cadian, but we're going to stir some shit up here, I think. Uh, it's probably not going to go too well with their plans. So, like, look, I'm happy to go kill uh, those blunder boys downstairs. They seem like a bunch of assholes. Uh, so that's that's cool by me. Um, but uh, I am a little concerned about what TKO is going to do when when we start wreck, wrecking things around here. So, like, yeah, I mean, if we want to kill them and spread some chaos, that sounds good by me. You know, I've always wanted to run a gang. That could be some fun. Um, but the good news is I can't die. So... You know, you want me to go downstairs and, and kill some guys? I'm happy to do that. You know, I, I might need to, might need some help uh, from uh, from Flinch to you know make, make the magic tube work. Uh, but once we've done that, I just go down there. I'll kill them. That's fine. Or you want me to go kill those two KO guys? I mean, honestly, uh, Olaf seems pretty cool. Um, but uh, you know, that's the great thing about jumpsuits. I could rip my sleeves off. I could be just as cool as she is. So you know, I, I, I'm good for either one. Uh, the exciting thing for me is we get to kill some people. Uh, that that's pretty great, you know. I think that's going to be a pretty nice day for all of us, you know. I think that's going to be a good time. So, uh, so yeah, you all are smart ones. You tell me who you want killed, and you know, corn's your uncle. I'll go get it done. All right then, Morgath. Why don't you and Flinch both go down and see to those flamers, and we'll use that as our inciting incident for this ride. We're going to kick things off proper with that attack on them. I want you to make a real show of it, and I want everyone to know the TKO will not suffer this kind of uprising. Yeah, cool. And are you going to kill them? Like, should I, should I make it a big show and then you're going to kill them? And it'll be like, oh, shit, but the scary guys are dead. Or, or, or are we going to, like, work for them and I'll, like, make it clean? No, no, no. It should not be clean. No, never clean. No. As messy as possible. And you can come back up and join us. And Vesnia and I will see about dealing with that. Is it astropath? Is the Astropath, term? yeah. We'll see about dealing with that astropath. That will put things very, very much in our favor when it comes to confronting TKO. You see, cool. we're going to destabilize them by starting a riot, and then we're going to eliminate them, or perhaps convert them. That's going to be up to them and up to chaos, really, up to chance. Yeah, all right. Hey, uh, Flinch, um, uh, you know, you and I haven't had a chance to work together too much. Uh, how are you feeling about this? You all right? Just uh, coming along with, with old Morgath here, you know, we'll just go down there. We'll yeah, 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 slay yeah. some fellas, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, 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 my only question is, you know, these cylinders, they, they get us down. How do we get back up? 
Flinch, I leave that in your very capable hands. Uh, there should All be right. maintenance hatches to get into the elevator shaft on virtually every level. Uh, the cooler pops open. Just the top of it kind of clicks off. And when you look in, you realize there are two, there, there are cylinders. Um, can you roll me a tech use uh, at difficulty two? Me? Uh, flinch. Flinch, yes. Definitely not more death. Tech no. use difficulty two? Yes. Okie dokie. Three successes, two advantages. Uh, having glanced at the cylinders, you get the feeling that these will move you up and down. They just won't move you to alpha floor. So ah, you can get okay. down to your target and back to your cell within time pretty safely. It's more a question of, it, like, it's not going to be a free pass to now you can go yeah, yeah, yeah. go after your target. And I will just be staring at these in your hand with utter disbelief and, and betrayal. And I'll just look up and be like, where the keys go? They said there'd be keys in here. These are like keys, Morgath. Wait, this whole place runs off round keys? That's real dumb. Anyone could have a round key. Flinch, you're going to hold these, okay? And I'll just <laughs> give them to, to Flinch. Wow. Obviously, these people wow. have nothing. <laughs> yeah, Vesnia's right. Wow. All right, well, lead the way, Flinch. Let's go. He's like, I got Mor stabbing to do. <laughs> Morgath. She stops him before oh, hey, they leave. If there is anything left, bring back a body. We might need it. Oh, hey, yeah, everyone deserves a little treat. Everyone deserves a good souvenir. Yeah, I'll bring one back. Anybody else want one while I'm down there? Anybody? Anybody? No? No? Good? Good? All right, cool. Cool. Just Vesnia. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Hey, thanks for all the blood. Feeling real good in my, my, my threads now. This is great. All right. Hey, Flinch, let's go murdering. And at that point, Flinch, you can take out one of the keys and just like pop it in and kind of the cell door pops. Yeah. Uh, and you've got 15 minutes. So you've got your two squads. We've got mm -hmm. Flinch and Morgath going for elevator or stairs. What do you feel like matches your guys' Stairs. Tone right? I'm saying stairs. Going uh, for the stairs. Having seen the two Bolter Servitors, uh, anything that doesn't have those, it might be other horrors, but we know there are bad things in the elevator, so let's not do those. Yeah. So... Flinch, you uh, you open, you use a key to open the door and hold yeah. up the cylinder as you walk through. I, yeah, I'm basically like, like brandishing them before me. <laughs> yeah, like, like a see, holy relic, just like. <laughs> you see a flickering low light as you enter the stairs, uh, and you realize you're face to face with a gun servitor. Only it has a gigantic heavy flamer mounted on its arm. So if somebody opened this door without a cylinder they would be set aflame with uh, a shitload of burning Promethium. However, it stares at the cylinder and you see a little like laser scan the cylinder and then it just depowers its thing and the, the flamer goes from aiming forwards to kind of the floor uh, and you two are allowed to enter and kind of go down on your mission. So you guys are going to your cell, you've got the keys, you're making your way down. However, I do have Vesnia and Carl trying to figure out what to do about the astropath, correct? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think that Carl should know that basically I can't use any powers until there is no astropath because it will know and alert everything. Yes. Right, and you yes. guys know there is an arbitrator in the space. However, right. you both do theoretically have uh, athames if you yes. want to take those out. If right. you go back to your cell and you're trying to buy for, buy for cover, you could probably hide them like under the bed frame kind of thing. They're not going to mm -hmm. show up on like a metal detector or anything, but there's a chance they could be found. 
Uh, However, okay. it's a fully armed and armored arbitrator. <laughs> yeah. You might want to at least punch. have a knife. Just yeah. a thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for me, I'm not fully like is is going up against an arbitrator like complete suicide kind of thing like it or is there a way to be smart about it and careful? It's not. I'm, I'm not. It's not something that you'd want to like charge into battle because yeah. they have a shotgun and armor. Got it, okay. uh, at the same time, they're not superhuman. It is someone probably of the skill level to like slightly less of the skill level of one member of your team. Um, so I think in the scenario you're in, you would want to get the drop on them. You probably yeah, wouldn't yeah, want to okay. be just like, knock, knock, we're here to kill you because <laughs> they'll shoot you through the door. Right. Uh, it Does is the arbitrator having... have to go to the bathroom after? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, you haven't seen them go to the bathroom, but it doesn't mean they oh, don't. They I mean, really gotta go now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys want to wait in the cell and just watch to see if the uh, if the arbitrator goes to the bathroom, theoretically, you have line of sight from your cell. So, I mean, that's up to you guys. Um, I think what might make sense is waiting for um, Morgath and Flinch to complete their their mission, or insofar as really start a ruckus with those flamers down there, um, kicking off, like just basically setting off this powder keg of like TKO on flamer violence, really basically setting things off. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and uh, hopefully that gets the arbitrator's attention um, and perhaps diverts it from us taking care of the um, other person. Sorry, these terms are no, that's fine. They're not, are going as fast <laughs> as they're good. coming into He's my He's not going to watch the psyker. Essentially, yeah, the bodyguard might get distracted by other yes. shit going on, is the yeah. thought. Ryan, um, how, it is worth uh, flagging just for everyone who is not, who does not have Dell's sheet. Uh, <laughs> Dell has a power where essentially uh, Vesnia can attack using the words of chaos uh, and kind of lash out. It's approaching the level of bolter fire in the damage that it can do. Okay. But she can only do it a limited number of times before she like passes out or loses control. Um, Ryan, can I ask how clear is it to us that uh, the arbitrator is a bodyguard to, well, I mean, I think as players were aware of this, but to the characters, how aware are we that the arbitrator is specifically on bodyguard duty for the astropath? Or do we just think the, like based on what we've seen so far, do we assume the arbitrator is just part of and forgive me, is the arbitrator... Um, this is our, not uh, blunt. This is not, not the blunt. commander. Um, okay. This is not blunt okay. lively. You would assume based on what you've seen that this arbitrator is babysitting the astropath. You haven't seen this arbitrator go anywhere solo. Okay. You haven't seen this arbitrator do any of that. It seems like blunt lively, who's probably higher level in like fancier armor. This would be a much more simple kind of like trooper of an, of an arbite sure. um, is the one guarding the astropath. Uh, gotcha. You'd be aware that due to the flaws of the Imperium and their incredibly stupid and blasphemous nature with the warp that they think the astropath being possessed by a demon would be dangerous and then they would have to destroy them, which would seem, I imagine to Vesnia as almost complete insanity. Yeah, just give them a high five and a cake. Like that's the best. <laughs> yeah. To the rest of you, it would be a form of blasphemy to try to control a psyker at all. Um, right. outside of them serving their purpose. If they're willingly serving their purpose, you don't need to guard them. That's not a fear people have. Um, but you know that the Imperium does that. Bunch of scrubs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it almost feels like maybe we could get them apart because Vesnia would be definitely of the of the vibe that like, if we have to kill the astropath, that's fine. But really it's supposed to be like the astropath shouldn't alert the other people. And if we could get them apart yeah. or 
be like, it's fine. We'll free you. Don't be working for the assholes. Right. Tyler, what's your, what's your cunning or sorry. Can you just roll me straight cunning? That's the answer that I was looking for. <laughs> Not what's your cunning. It's good. I imagine. Four successes, two advantages. Oh my God. Four successes. Um, Knocking on the door might work, but would seem kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. However, there are a few possibilities you could look into otherwise that might help with things. Um, you know the abilities of the team. So theoretically, if at some point you could take over medical, you could have Vesnia turn one of the people that are injured into a blood wolf, which is essentially <laughs> a short-term demon weapon where Vesnia sc- like scars them up and then casts a demon into them. And it's kind of like the RPG equivalent of a demon. It's just like their kill and it will blow towards a target and just kind of wipe out everything before it burns itself out. Okay. Um, Or if you wanted to take a shot at someone who might be less prepared, there is a chapel with a preacher in it and you could go after Sister Brutal. And if you could take her out, you might have an Archiflagellant who'd be very capable of breaking down a door. Yes. Okay. Feels like a betrayal already. (laughs) Just considering this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if it feels like a betrayal congratulations you're in the blood pact yeah. <laughs> um, the, the only rule is kill the target there are no yeah, rules about keeping anyone else alive so those are also kind of things you can keep in your back pocket you also could decide to wait until you want to be sure the whole team's together or you could probably decide now you still have time to go join kill the flamers and do this separately if you want to do that i think um an incursion into medical sounds like the best idea certainly at this time where uh, it seems like the guard is like lowered. No one who's like, because everyone's locked up right now, right? Uh, it seems like probably medical would be an easier place to get into. Um, and with people laid up and injured in there, yeah, it'd be great to have uh, Vesnia kind of set one of them off. Um, and uh, perhaps some medical implements in there might be useful, like um, gas for like putting people under and stuff like that. Just grabbing a tank of that shit and just like, popping the top off of it and just pumping it into the chapel or into the mm-hmm. the other uh, chamber beside it. Great. So I will say there were two sets of keys in case you guys had to separate at some point during the mission because that feels like the thing you would do in a prison. Yeah. Um, and you guys can head towards medical. Uh, do you draw your athames before you do this or are you saving those for later and going in hand to hand? Um. You are loose prisoners in a prison where you're not supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I was so. going to say, yeah, I think Athens We have seems... a home base now to hide them in, at least, like, if we need to, so. Yeah, yeah, it seems like good enough time. Yeah, I'll just yeah. unzip the front of my jumpsuit and just pull my own collarbone out. Uh, it makes, like, a dislocating sound, uh, and and I just rip it through my flesh. Uh, and it's, like, um, it's been altered somewhat so that it's got, like, a, uh, the collarbone is a handle, and then from that is, like, a spike. So it's kind of like a... A, a punching implement, a puncturing implement that way. That's cool. And then Vesnia yeah. will like turn around and pull up the like part of her her um, pants and then turn to Carl and be like, if you wouldn't mind, like here's the <laughs> right. back of my calf. <laughs> and I just run like the bladed edge of of this this uh this like middle claw coming out of my handle just along along the uh ankle i guess yeah 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 yeah. and then (sighs) she'll just like pull it out like like (laughs) big (laughs) and she's like thanks oh god okay 
Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into a world of darkness and vampires with Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast featuring Ryan LaPlante as the gangster Ridley Beef, Tyler Hewitt as the conflicted detective Everett Fry, and Megan Miles as the poet Iris Dunn with storyteller Tom McGee. Join these newly turned vampires as they try to take control of Montreal. But all is not as it seems, and as their humanity slowly slips away, they are forced into increasingly dangerous situations as the streets of the city run red with blood and sticky with syrup. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. New episodes available weekly. Ha ha ha. Just to check in with our other blood packers going down the <laughs> stairs. Do you guys draw your? I mean, yours is already half out, more more gas. So I don't know if you're yeah, drawing um, it all the way. Before we get too far down the stairs, um, I'll just stop suddenly um, and kind of turn around with a, a quizzical look on my my uh, beautiful, uh, you know, blonde locked uh, framed face, and I'll turn back to. Um, uh, forgive me, I've uh, flinched. Flinch. Like, Flinch. Um, Hey, uh, so Flinch, buddy, uh, I know you're like real good at, 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 you know, robots and stuff. Uh, what do you reckon the odds are you could hack that? And I'll just point at the, uh, flame reservator. Elevator friend. Uh, can I do like kind of a quick assessment on it before sure. I like attempt? I will I also want... say, this is full on like us leaving the grocery store and then me remembering we didn't get avocados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just fully stop me like, wait. And I think, yeah, and I think I just better is... do like a, do like a kind of a pause and like <laughs> kind of like hand on my chin, just like consideration for a second. Like yeah, it's just numbers and calculations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the flamer, there's a flamer servitor at every door. So we'll say you're at the floor that you were going to, sure. but you caught yourself before you went out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Flinch, if you want to roll a uh, tech use. Okay. At difficulty two. Okay. Uh, and I will, yeah, oh. I'll just go for it. No, no, go for it. Go for Did it. Did you want to? No, no, you're good. Okay. Because I got three successes, two triumphs, and one threat. Um, Toasty. You can absolutely... <gasps> hack the ever-loving fuck out of this servitor. And I will not make you roll for it because triumphs. Um, All right. If you do it, though, it will trigger an alarm because you're taking a servitor off the system. So it will read essentially as having been destroyed. Ah. However, you can put it on a kill mode and it will just start going around the floor and hosing down the cells because it's one of their existing profiles is just purge. So it'll read as destroyed, but it'll start burning a bunch of prisoners to death. But security will start responding and coming to this floor immediately. Okay. So I think I relay that to Morgath and say, so now we're on the way back. I mean, obviously Um, you're going to do this, right? And like that Owen Wilson smile will just spread uh, across his dopey features. And he'll be like, I didn't think I could love you any more than I already do, but you found a way. Yeah, you're totally right. Let's do it on the way out. You know, we'll just leave it as a nice gift. Plus, look, Vesnia asked for a body, and I'd feel real bad if we didn't come back with one. So, yeah, you just get this sweet baby ready to go. I'm going to go stab some guys, all right? And then we'll, we'll I'll, I'll come back around. You just wait here. Also, look, if things go real bad in there, I can't die because, you know, my knife isn't broken yet. So, like, just set that little guy out there. Just, you know, let him, let him go do his thing. The important thing is that you get back up to help because, like, if we don't kill that target, 
oh man, Gower's going to be so mad and I, I really want him to like us. So yeah, let me go do my thing. You stay here. Keep an eye on this guy. Give me one of those stupid round keys, I guess. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll just go stab some fools and then we'll just, uh, you know, set them loose. All right. And then uh, I'm like re- realizing like, okay, I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to get kind of scared of being on my own. Um, so I uh, basically take up my like weird, like, prosthetic tongue that I jury rigged and take a sharp edge and use it to cut my leg to pull out my, uh, a fame. Nice. Uh, and when you look over the, the servitor, uh, flinch, you actually realize that you can set purge mode with a time delay. So you can set it for three minutes or five minutes from now and go help him. And it'll be good to go (sighs) if you want to do that. Or you can let him fight alone if you want to, it's up to you. Oh yeah. Morgeth was really leaving this as like a, I'm scared that Flinch will die if Flinch attempts to fight uh, kind of situation. But how you take that is up to you. Uh, but he was basically saying that in that polite, I'm giving you an out so you can still feel like part of the team, but also then maybe don't get prison shift. Um, I, th- <laughs> I, I think, I think I'll do the delay and um. I'll appro- I'll basically follow at somewhat of a distance. Okay. So I'll be like, essentially, I'll be kind of like hanging around, being like, "Huh, yeah, he's, you know, he's really got that fight going on." And if things go badly, I'll be there, but cool. ready to basically dive in like Ethane first. But nice. Um. So Morgath, can you roll me a stealth a thing? Yeah, can you roll me a stealth agility? And uh... I will say. Yes. Difficulty three. Interesting. Uh, okay, so <laughs> difficulty three. Uh, <laughs> I have zero in stealth. I have three in agility. So it's three green V3. Yeah, three, so three green, uh, three purple. Uh, you best believe I'm gonna spend a story point to <laughs> upgrade Yay. one of my green to yellow. Nice. I will give you a boost because it is a it's night, so it's it's dimmed light cycle, so I think it's easier for you to sneak up on it quietly. You're also barefoot. You don't have anything on you that physically can jangle. Um, I will add two setback because it's such a powder keg that I think people are likely to be awake, especially mm-hmm. if they know they might be a target. Um, and these guys clearly do because TKO and Flamer, big targets are going to be important. Uh can I advocate for an additional boost uh, simply from the fact that uh, I don't care, if that makes sense? <laughs> like, I think Morgath's opinion going into this with his like weird assumption that he can't die would kind of be like, up till now, there's been a lot of factors he can't really control. But I think in this case, it's kind of like, Oh, hey, if everyone sees me, I guess I'll just have to stab everyone. But, like, that's fine. Um, no, I got that robo buddy behind me. And really, I'm just going to stab people till there's no more stabbing to be done. Yes. Yes. I will give it to you solely based on the fact that I don't think you would have any chance of hesitating like a normal person would if you heard a sound. You're committed. Not at all. It's literally just like, well, if anyone wants to come out and party, that's fine. You know, uh, I got to do my thing. They got to do theirs. This is going to be great. Um, <laughs> this is going to be such a shit show. Uh, <laughs> so oh, scared. baby. And success and uh, result is one success to advantage. Hey. All right. Um, you get there. 
uh, and manage to pop the cell, uh, you will get to strike first. Inside the cell, it is a small space. Think uh, Captain America elevator style. Yep. Uh, there are clearly two heavies uh, inside this place. Neither of these guys is small. They're both big. They're both burly. Um, one is sleeping kind of on the cot and the other is kind of, because we're dealing with the overcrowding in the prison now, mm -hmm. is kind of seated against the back wall, almost like with his back against it, kind of looking down. The moment the cell pops, there's a, the like click and the metal crank. So they both start to wake up instantly, but you get to move first. Cool. Um, all right. So, um, great. I'm going to go for the guy who is... Yeah, no, fuck it. This is this is how Morgath rolls. Uh, I'm going for the guy who's asleep, um, who's laying down. Uh, the other guy's yeah. a bigger threat, but um, to Morgath's mind, again, just being about efficiency, it's like, cool, yeah, he's going to hurt me a bunch while I do this, but if I can just kill one of them, if I can fight one of them, the other guy wakes up, that's no good. If I can kill one of them while the other one hurts me, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. So and they're both in the process of coming completely out of sleep. So for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing I'm doing pain math. Um, great. So um, these guys are. I don't think these qualify as imperial forces because they are ex-imperial and they're in jail. Yeah. But uh, I definitely can activate my my quick strike. Um, I feel like we're already kind of using rapid reaction. I don't think we're doing initiative orders, so we'll just leave that off. But um, yeah, I can take a boost to combat checks against targets who haven't taken their turn in this combat. What's, is, what does rapid reaction let you do? Rapid against? reaction gives me uh, one success to vigilance willpower checks to determine initiative order in combat. You're getting to go first. Essentially, I'm giving you free yeah, yeah, first. Which I will, I will absolutely take. Um, cool. So um, yeah, I'll just... Uh, walk in and just sigh with happiness looking at all these people and be like, huh, well, fuck me. It must be my birthday. And then I'm just going to leap at the, uh, the guy probably sitting up because he seems like he'll be the fastest. If he, if they're both asleep, mm -hmm. then that'd be the guy. So I'll leap at him um, with my attack. I've got uh, three yellow, two green. You've got difficulty of two for close combat. Uh, I'm going to take a boost for, being the first one to strike uh, today. And I think that's it from my end. Um, yeah, no, I will spend right. a story point because I want to make sure I get this done as, mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add, Ryan? Uh, no, I feel like this is a pretty clean, you get the drop on him at the gate with your roll coming in. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so that's two successes, two advantage and one triumph. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So that gives you a whole pile of shit. Uh, you get a critical injury, which let me find that chart, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the whole chart here. Do you want me to just roll a D100 and tell you what comes up? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, wait, how many advantage did you get? Two successes, one triumph, two advantage. Two successes, two advantage. Add 40 to your roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, um, I pulled a, interesting, uh, I pulled a 38, but we're adding 40. So that makes it a 78, which is overpowered. The target leaves themselves open and the attacker may immediately attempt another attack against them as an incidental. 
using the exact same pool as the original attack. There you go. Go for it again, baby. This is the prison shiv. You know what's really nice? This lends itself to prison shiving very, very nicely. Uh, and you know what's nice about spending story points is they alter your pool, which means re-rolling this pool. Yep, still counts. Um, so yeah, this is just full uh, Breaking Bad. Just like I rip it out of my calf, flip it around, and it's just straight in. Uh, just hugging this guy against a wall, being like, I'm really so sorry, did, man. You did. How much damage was that first one, Tom? What's your base damage? Uh, my base damage is um, seven. Seven my crit is two. three. Sorry? Crit, my yeah. crit is three, so I don't know if I actually could have activated that. Uh, except I, I have a triumph. The, the triumph gave you the crit. Um, yeah, love it. Yeah, so you did ten damage total or nine damage? Nine damage? Uh, two successes. Yeah. Uh, well, no, with the triumph, that would be three. So, yes, ten damage. Ten damage. Okay, so he... Uh, I would say at the last, like you're sinking in, he flinches aside. He still takes it real deep in the shoulder and you're out and in for another one right away. So all good. (laughs) Um, And as I'm doing this, I'm just like, you know, I asked a guy earlier what his favorite song was. And I got to tell you, mine is this sound. Um, I pull... like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, oh, no, man, that's not how the lyrics go. Uh, I give him two successes and five advantage. So, with two successes, that would be uh, nine damage. <laughs> All right, so he's bleeding very, very heavily, and you get another crit. Uh, and mm. I, we will say you will add the previous roll plus you add another 10 for the previous crit. So, roll on the this thing again and add 50 this time. Jesus. Yeah, all right. Oh, fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> the higher up the chart, the more severe. Is that the idea? Correct. Yeah, okay. Yes, that is Plus that is very Hachi, true. Hachi. Yeah, I think until you get to 150, which is just like you're dead. Yeah. Um, all right, so didn't roll great. I've got 20 plus 50, so a total of 70, uh, which is scattered senses. The target removes all boost from skill checks until this critical injury is healed. Okay, so he's got no boost, and what did the previous one prevent again? Oh, it just previous one did nothing twice. other than uh, I could just shiv him harder. I could shiv him again for another attack, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he is he is bleeding heavily, but these are big, like power lifter steroid head dudes. Um, so he's not all the way out, but you feel like if you tagged him again, this guy is fucking, and he's not doing well either. Like this is the stagger, but there. Um, I think his turn's just going to be spent bleeding heavily because I don't think he's got a whole lot going on. Um, Ryan, if you want, um, based on the critical I rolled, he's got a difficulty two check he can try and pass to get his boost dice back. Ah, uh, sure. Why don't we do that? And then we'll see if he gets to act or not because I think that's that's reasonable. Mm. Um, it's resilience, I imagine. I assume so, yeah. That feels right. Uh, I would... Is it difficulty two? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, resilience makes the most sense, I think. Uh no success. He got five advantage, so he's he's surprisingly sharp mentally, but he does not get to respond other than being stabbed and grunting. Uh, however, uh, his his co-conspirator on the bed uh, is actually going to spin off of it, and you just hear a wrench of metal, and you realize that they had weakened and kind of like undone some of the screws, so he has an improvised club that he is going to bring nice. down on your back, or at least attempt to. Wait. <laughs> His skills are. You're like watching from a distance, being like, "Stand back! He's got a leg." Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm gonna give this guy uh, one boost because you are uh, currently oh, yes. focused on stabbing I'm, someone. I'm hugging a man with a knife in his guts. I'm not. 
in any but defensive position. I'm also going to give him a setback because uh, he did just wake up and had to break it off the bed. So there's not a lot of like coordination to this attack. Um, He's got Tom, sleepies in defense? his eyes. Yeah. Uh, on melee, I have a defense of one. Okay. So I will add an additional setback for that purpose. Oh, what a weird spread. Um, three advantages, a triumph, and two failures. <laughs> um, I think what's going to happen is uh, he's going to miss you with the club, but actually barrel full body into you mm-hmm. and essentially knock you. So he's now unarmed, uh, but he knocks you away from your knife that stays stuck in his buddy's gut. So you're in a wrestling match where you're both unarmed. Mm. He's done yeah. zero damage to you whatsoever, but that's where you're at. So for for good old flinch outside, you're now seeing it become a wrestling match uh, with a heavily injured guy in your front. And Ryan, I guess I should ask, it's just the two guys or were there four? Just the in two total? guys. Okay. Just the two in this cell. It's unpredictable how many people got put in a cell. You think you guys may have got a four-person cell because Mustache was able to do you a favor. Oh, I mostly meant the, the Blunter boys being like, how many did we have to kill? Just, just two. these two. Oh, amazing. What just a great day. Just these two in the cell. Um, so Flinch, you're just watching. Yeah, I, well, I think I'm kind of like, I think I'm kind of moving forwards in that kind of halting step of like, do I, do I go in mm. now? Do I? So I'm kind of getting a little bit closer. <laughs> like fabulous. So the fight's getting <laughs> ugly and Flinch is not entirely sure of what's going on, which is when we cut to the medical facility. <laughs> so you guys are approaching the door, uh, both Carl and um, Vesnia, you've got your ethames out in hand. The door itself is something that you'll be able to open with your keys. Is there any specific way you want to enter? Do you have a game plan for once you're inside? What do you say to each other before you kind of go in? Um, I think I think uh, he'll say, uh, "Is it just a body that you need in there?" Very good. We either find one or make one. <laughs> I nodded. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. I'm using the audio. So, Bessie, uh, the can you roll cue. me a cunning? <laughs> Just a straight cunning. Oh me. Wait. Yeah, I'm like what? <laughs> yes, Bessie, can you roll me? I, Just it's a cunning with uh, no roll. difficulty. It's the best stare down. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. It was a good dramatic pause. It was yeah. very dramatic. <laughs> Okay, just a straight cunning. Okay. Oh my god. I got two successes and three advantages. I don't know how to... Perfect. The demon in your head says to you, alive is better, scared is best. Oh, she, she she will reiterate that. She'll just be like, alive is preferable. Very well then, we'll try for alive. We'll take hostages if we need to. Uh, and uh, he'll uh, he'll use the key on the door. And I think uh, try to enter stealthily to see if we can get the jump on anyone. So stealthy. Yeah. All right. So the key will uh, <laughs> unlock the door, no problem. It sounds like you're going first, Carl, and Vesny is behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, roll me that classic stealth. Uh, I will say difficulty... Three, because there is the sound of the door unlocking and it is quiet at night. Um, So difficulty three versus that. I will spend a story point myself to upgrade one of your difficulty. Hmm. I would like to do the same, actually. 
That's totally cool. That makes so, sense because you're being extra careful. And I think the guards are <laughs> with the with the tension in the prison <laughs> aware that things could be not great. Um I, I would give you a boost because I think this is uh, unexpected. I think they would okay. assume if someone was opening the door at night that there may be a prisoner who's injured. This doesn't strike you as the place where they would have like really good calling in measures when they right. don't have cameras anywhere. Okay. Uh, I am ready to roll. I believe. Yeah, are we I both rolling? Anything for stealth? Uh, or just Carl? I think it'll just be him rolling because he's okay. the one leading the way in the door. I will give you um, a boost for her. I'm helping uh, you be stealthy. Essentially, Excellent. even if she can't help you be stealthy, it means you're both ready to move really fucking fast. And, and, I think and I'm like paying ones. attention to his movements, like yeah. ready to, yeah. Okay. You guys have stacked on a lot of doors before, so this is not <laughs> new. I want you to know this, di- this dice pool is tight. So we will see how this goes. This is really, really up to chance. Oh, man. Okay. We, love, we love a benevolent chaos god. Uh, two successes, two advantages. <laughs> Yay! All right. Um, mechanically, I am going to give you both a boost on your next move once you get into the room. Okay. Uh, I also will acknowledge mechanically, you will both automatically be at the top of the initiative order as you go mm-hmm. through the room. Okay. Uh, there are a number of injured people. The majority are unconscious. You get the feeling that if people are in here, it's not because they just had cuts and bruises. This is the like, if you're going to die and we might be able to save you with not much effort. So they're kind of like probably eight cots total through the space. Mm-hmm. It's grimy. This is not a place you would actually want to be treated. That probably feels gross to even you guys because the grime isn't blood. Like mm-hmm. if there's blood all over the place, that means mages are doing things and people can survive. If there's just like dirt and barf and other shit, you're not Nurgle followers. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> um, I'd say <laughs> six of the cots are have unconscious people in them. The seventh clearly has Smoosh, who just looks up in panic, <laughs> uh, bleeding from his stump as the the you know Doc Tonks that's trying to pull things out of him while he's yelling. Uh, you get the jump because Smoosh is yelling as things are being yanked out of his stump with that anesthetic. Um, Around each corner of the room, there are four Imperial Guardsmen. They are distracted by the surgery, so you've got your you've got kind of an easy surprise round here, and they are well within range where you can get to them. So they're not kind of in a clump, but there's kind of like in each corner of the room is a Guardsman in flak gear with helmets with las guns, but they're watching Smoosh be like, "Ah, fuck! Why the fuck is this fucking shit?" The doctor's like, "I'll take the other leg. Shut the fuck up!" Uh, and <laughs> Okay. You guys get to strike. Uh, <coughs> I, I had a question about okay. powers. Sure. Is that like I know that I can't use my actual like voice power thing because that will alert. But if I make someone into a monster thing, would that also trace back to me or would it be focused on that person? Like that person did it. Uh, it would give a warning that a warp energy was used somewhere in the prison. Like, okay. it's just, it's not like, oh, they'd be able to ID you with it. It's just right. the astropath would be like, oh, fuck, chaos, uh, right. and trigger whatever that mm. means. So you yeah. don't know whether that would mean full lockdown or whether it would mean astropath, arbitrator, preacher, and arcoflagellant go patrolling right. to try to check things out. But right. it's not no consequence. Right. Okay. So that's, but yeah. So maybe I should just, we should just stab first. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I will say the door clicks shut behind you and you had not heard the screaming outside the medical place. You feel like for their own convenience, it's probably soundproofed. So you don't <laughs> have to worry about gunfire sounds in here. Okay. Bleeding out. Uh, 
then I think um, I'll start by trying to basically sneak up on the first, the, the, the nearest guard. Uh, and I will basically try to stealth kill him, like hand over the mouth and just puncturing the neck uh, with my shiv to uh, to drop him and get a gun. Nice. Um, I think we'll just, I'll give you the sneak up for free because you definitely got that managed. So this will be uh, melee light, which I believe is a skill that you have. Yep. Uh, Brawn, um, you're up against difficulty two. Uh, because that's the default difficulty for stabbing someone. Uh, you will get a boost for the sneak up. And that's the one that you were giving to us, right? So Correct. one for me, yes. one for Dell as well for whatever she chooses to do. And then I will uh, I, I will give you a second boost because I think you do have a screaming smoosh distracting this whole scenario. Okay. Uh, you do get one setback die because they are wearing flak armor and you haven't had a chance to do the equivalent of like aiming to get right, past right. the armor into okay. the juicy, juicy guardsman inside. Um, are you doing <laughs> the same thing, Vesnia, just to a different guardsman or do you have a different plan? I think my plan was going to be like uh -oh. in case... <laughs> <laughs> well, in case that the guard doesn't get killed instantly by this, she was going to be like slightly more squatted and be like stab the same guy lower down right after. So it's like, but if this okay. kills the guy, then I guess I will grab the gun from this guy. But like mm. staying, staying in the same zone. Okay, I'm going to, oh, this is fun. What I'm going to say <laughs> is Tyler will attack. If he dies, then you can roll a stealth roll to see if anyone else notices the guy died. Okay. If he doesn't die, you can roll to finish him and then we'll roll a new initiative order and see how it plays out. So okay. you get a surprise round. So Carl, you're an Etta Gower. Let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, okay, I have my pool built here. So yeah, roll those dice. Five successes, one advantage. Holy <laughs> shit. Awesome. What's That's your base damage leader. there, Carl? Uh, well, it's not super good. Uh, at least <laughs> not compared to Atticus. I can't remember what regular people <laughs> damaging is like. Um, that that's, that's six damage. Six we should have set you downstairs. Six damage plus, plus the five successes you just rolled. So it's 11 damage. Okay. Um, we, so 11 damage. Yeah, you, you ice this motherfucker. So okay. are you like a stab to the neck guy? Like what's your strategy for stealth kill? Uh, yes. Yeah. I would say, um, uh, uh, hand over the mouth and also use as a handhold to jerk the chin up and then up under the chin into the brainstem. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. This is, this is ramming the knife home. All right. Yeah. So the body kind of glitches out. He doesn't get to make any sound because he's got the hand over the mouth. Uh, and Vesna, you try to help catch him mm -hmm. before okay. either, no you sounds. know, they both yeah. fall onto a table or mm -hmm. this gets spotted. So right. I need a stealth agility roll from you. Okay. Um, I don't have anything in it, so it's just a straight agility. Just a straight agility roll. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say this one is difficulty... Difficulty two, I think, is reasonable okay. for this because they are distracted with the screaming that's going... Or no, difficulty three. Three, it should be harder because this okay. is a guy getting murdered in a small room. <laughs> uh, however, you do get your boost from getting in here yes. stealthily. Yes. Um, and mm -hmm. I will throw an additional boost because you're helping him lower the body. You're not trying to do this solo. Right, right. Okay. I mean, I guess I could just... And you could, use a story, you could use a story point if you want, because yeah. you do Should have I? story points. To, to Ryan's point, I was going to say, like, depending on how you want this next part to go, 
if right. you're fine with taking our chances in a straight fight, or if you're like, we really need to get the jump again. Yeah, I think we could do the same thing again would be nice. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so I right. guess I'll go one straight point. Okay, so I've got three green, one yellow, three purple, two blue. Slightly in our favor, so we'll, yeah, yes. we'll, we'll take okay. that. Oh, please. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Four advantages, two failures. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't roll. I I'm sorry, I'm cursed. Okay. Four advantages, though. Like that's still that's still good. Um, we got the notice. dying guardsman uh, had broken protocol and was not wearing his las gun slung over his shoulder. <gasps> so the body drops, but he drops his gun and it clatters on the ground. Um, however, Fesnia, it basically falls right in front of you. So you are now armed with a las gun. I'm gonna shoot um, a fool whenever the three, I can. The three remaining guardsmen turn towards you. How many advantage did you roll? Four. One of them slips on the blood that is dripping off the table that Smoosh is being operated on. <laughs> so he wipes out fucking prone, panicking. <laughs> um, but the other two turn and raise their weapons. And we cut back to the prison cell. <laughs> Our Blood Patch Prison Break Dark Heresy Adventure features our GM Ryan LaPlante, along with players Tom McGee, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Elizabeth, and Del Borovic. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the OneShot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R, on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. I'm DJ OneShot 2.0. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and show your love to OneShots. Web 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 wow. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. <sighs> Name. 
Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. <sighs> of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know it's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. <sighs> L-O-T-T-A. Like, a lot of talent. Uh, wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. The f- the umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over the... Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there. We'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll bird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles. Available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.